Hey guys, hope you're doing well. Great episode coming up for you. Real excited because I'm going to finally get the ball rolling on football season, even though we're still a couple months away. I want to talk about a few things that have been going on this week. We got the Ezekiel Elliott bar fight and the Panthers firing a David Gettleman and Richard Sherman suggesting that NFL players should be paid more. It's all coming up on this week's episode of the podcast. Let's start the beat so we can get to it. the mind of mike j podcast this is again we are not one particular topic in general this week i really wanted to get back to football because honestly we're in the the toughest part of the year for me baseball season is we're still far away from the playoffs but it's after the all-star break so we're kind of in the doldrums there NBA's kind of wrapping up Summer League, and there's not really a whole lot going on. So, what I decided to do is kind of throw you guys a curveball this week and get in on some NFL news and just talk about several headlines that I have seen over the last week. The first of which I want to get into is this apparent Ezekiel Elliott situation. Um, This was interesting. Apparently... According to the headlines, you would think that Ezekiel Elliott apparently wrecked some dude at a bar in Dallas over the weekend. Uh, Just which seems, obviously that doesn't, it isn't the best look for him, but I was reading the article and I want to, I want to kind of point out an excerpt from the Washington Post and get a feel for exactly what happened here. So this is, again, this is coming directly from the Washington Post. Dallas police say that they were summoned to Clutch Bar at around 9.40 p.m. because a 30-year-old patron said he had been physically assaulted by an unnamed man in the incident, which was first reported by 105.3 FM, the fan in Dallas. Nice work, 105.3. The man, a local DJ DJ named Nick, oh my goodness, Nikemakola, I don't know that dang on name. Uh, Anyway... Nikomakola Ibenime, uh, Jesus Christ, I don't know if I said that right, was taken to a hospital for injuries that were not life-threatening. No arrests were made, and, and Elliot was not named on the police report. However, the fan, TMZ, the Dallas Morning News, and ESPN cited sources naming Elliot in what Dallas police told the Washington Post in an email is an ongoing investigation. So, let me just just interrupt for a second. So, we're, according to the headlines, make it sound like we were sure that Ezekiel Elliott was involved, but no arrests were made, and Elliott's not in the police report. Uh, Interesting. But let's continue. Later on Monday, the Fort Worth Star-Telegram quoted a man who claimed to be an eyewitness and said that Elliot, quote-unquote, didn't throw the punch. The man, a bouncer at another Texas bar who was in Dallas on Sunday evening, 
told the newspaper that he had a good view of the events because he was trying to get close to Elliot to take a selfie. Is a direct quote. Zeke was just standing there, arms folded, chill- chilling, feeling the crowd, the man said in a message to the Star-Telegram. He claimed that as... Uh, go that damn name again. He claimed that I, as Ibenime was getting loud toward the vicinity of the running back, he saw, quote-unquote, an overhand right come over the back of Elliot and land, quote-unquote, square in Ibenime's face, putting the latter, quote-unquote, to sleep. Now, I have a bit of a problem with, so far, with the way this has been reported. Because, what it sounds like to me, you're in a crowded bar, obviously alcohol's involved, the dude's that got knocked out sounds like he was running his mouth and as we all know if you play stupid games you win stupid prizes and what it sounds like and that's what it sounds like happened here but nobody can confirm that Ezekiel Elliott did anything wrong or was even involved and the one guy that apparently they were able to talk to that can actually recall what happened says that he wasn't involved yet The article continues to say ESPN's Adam Schefter reported on Friday that there's, quote-unquote, there's a growing sense that Elliot could face, quote-unquote, some sort of short suspension here in the coming weeks at some point once the NFL wraps up its investigation. But from what it sounds like, and this is just me talking, and from what it sounds like, he didn't do anything. I just have an issue with this. Why would you suspend him if he didn't do anything? Now, I will say this. Ezekiel Elliott's still fighting that domestic violence charge and apparently has a... is appealing a misdemeanor conviction... appealing a misdemeanor conviction for speeding, going 170. That's... So he's got two other things going on and now he's got this. So, I do feel like that might play into it. That might be playing into it a little bit. But that's even more of a reason. That's even more of a reason why this is crazy. Is because the guy's already got in trouble. So, he's kind of lost his ability to get the benefit of the doubt in situations like this. Even though this might be the one time where he actually hasn't done anything wrong. Um, I I understand. I feel like in the NFL, more than any other league, trouble just seems to find some of these guys. Like, trouble just seems to find you. And I understand, and and I think what Ezekiel Elliott needs to understand, and what a lot of guys in his position need to understand, is that, yeah, I mean, you're, you, you got money, you're young, you know, you're single, you want to be... You know, you you want to be like what any what any guy, what any of us in our early twenties with some money would do. You want to go out and have a good time. The problem is, you're a target everywhere you go, and you have to be super careful to the point where it's almost not even worth it to go to places like this, where where you know grown people are fighting. That's anywhere where there's grown folks fighting, you don't need to be at. I understand those are where the cheap drinks are and 
where there might be some loose women you can take home or something. I don't know. I'm just saying. But that's... I don't... I just think you should make it a point to stay where You gotta be at the bougiest places of all time. You gotta be at the the ritzy kind of place you wear a suit to the club. You gotta go to those kind of places. Because them people got too much money and, and are dressed too nice and got too much of stuff going on to be fighting in public. And putting you in a situation to where people might be accusing you of something you didn't even do. So, I hope it works out for Elliot because I would hate for the guy to to get suspended over over something like this. Which, so far, unless something comes out later this week, I'm sorry. Maybe you guys can look it up. And from what I'm from what you guys are reading, you might read it differently than me. Sounds like to me the guy didn't do anything. Sounds like he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And unfortunately, with the NFL trying to protect his image, especially dealing with one of a guy who already has a history with, who already has a domestic violence case on his record, I, I it's just like it's just it's just horrible timing. When it rains, it pours. Um, next topic I want to bring up is earlier. Earlier last week, Richard Sermon spoke out. This is right around the time that uh, James Harden from the Houston Rockets signed a NBA record contract. I believe it was $228 million, somewhere around there. So right around that time, Richard Sermon came out and made it a point to advocate for higher pay for NFL players. Which, if I remember correctly, Richard Sherman said that players need to be prepared. I don't want to misquote the man, but he had said, Richard Sherman said NFL players have to be willing to strike for better pay. Now, I agree with him on that. I agree with him that if the NFL players really want to be heard or really want to be taken seriously, that they do have to be willing to strike. And it worked as what happened in the NBA. NBA came, new collective, time for a new collective bargaining agreement came up. Two sides couldn't come to a initial proposal. They couldn't come to an initial agreement on how much money the players were supposed to get. They felt it to the point where the players felt it was disrespectful what they were being offered by the owners, and they refused to play. I think that was the 2010 season. They refused to play until they got this deal done. So I do agree with Richard Sherman on that. Now, how much of better pay is where the debate comes in? I don't think anybody that can do basic math can say that the NFL can afford to pay NFL players quite like NBA players. Now, I'm not going to get too much into the math of it because uh, SB Nation did a, actually did a really good job, uh, a really good article on this whole thing where they basically broke down the math and explained how this would be basically mathematically impossible or at the very least extremely complicated but 
just want to bring up a couple small talking points. One, the most obvious, the most obvious obstacle is the roster sizes. The NB, the NFL makes about double the NBA's revenue, yet has to account for four times the amount of players. So it would be extremely hard for this to happen. Not to mention the players would have to would have to reach a higher they'd have to get a higher percentage on the new collective bargaining agreement because right now it's a forty I believe it's a forty seven fifty three split. Meaning the players get forty seven, owners get fifty three. NBA is right right around fifty fifty. And I mean three percent of billions of dollars is a good bit of money. Sounds small, but they could definitely use that. There's a again, there's a lot of factors that go into it, and I don't wanna just lynch off the SB Nation article. I I'll probably post a link or something so you guys can go check it out if you want to read more on it. Um I do to I I agreed with Richard Sherman that they would have to go on strike. Obviously, as a fan, none of us want to see that. But at the same time, I will always advocate for people standing up for themselves when it comes to getting paid what they believe that they are worth. So I do agree with him there. I do one, and I don't know how difficult this would be, but I do think more guaranteed money would possibly be a better solution as well. I mean, I understand the 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 big money players get signing bonuses, but for the for the regular NFL players, the guys that aren't superstars that aren't getting bonuses like that, a lot of times they're not going to see a lot of their money, especially with the with the high risk of injury that you are that you're running when you're playing a violent sport such as football thing with NBA is all their contracts are guaranteed you sign a guy to a hundred million dollars he's gonna get a hundred million dollars over however many years you want to sign him to that's just something you got to deal with NFL players don't get that which I don't quite understand. I mean, I know you have to protect your investment as an owner. I know it's a lot of... there's. I'm sure there's a lot of things that go into it. But I don't think guaranteed contracts would be out of the question. I think that would be... That's something that they're going to have to discuss. And I think what... If the NFL players are really serious about this... What they're honestly going to have to do is go ahead and start saving their money now, seeing as the current NFL collective bargaining agreement, meaning nothing about how they're paid can change until year 2020, three years from now. Unfortunately, when you strike, you're not getting paid and you don't know how long you're going to be on strike. So this is something that they're going to do. You might want to go ahead and start saving your money now. Just throwing that out there. Because you don't know how long you're going to be on strike. And some of you, reg- and a lot of these NFL regular dudes, they're driving Lamborghinis and living in 20 square foot and 20 bedroom houses. 
You can't afford to be out of work that long. So that was that was interesting, uh, and that'll be an interesting development as well, just to see how that goes. I uh, again, it would be on the surface, it seems like the NBA and the NFL just I don't know if it'll ever be quite the same I don't know if guys will ever make that I don't know if guys will ever get James Harden money but I don't think that's what they're asking for I think they're looking for more I think they want more love for the mediocre guys and I think when NFL players compare themselves to NBA they're looking at they're not looking at the James Hardens the elite guys making 200 they're looking at the they're looking at the middle tier guys that are getting 50 million sitting on the bench guys like guys like Miles Plumley who the Hornets got rid of who's a who sits who rides the bench is getting guys like him are getting 20 30 million I think that's more of what they're pushing for is to just I think that's what they I think that's where the comparisons come in is like you can be a scrub in the NBA and make more than the overwhelming majority of the NFL. So that'll be an interesting development and I I'd, I'd like to see how that works out. Again, as a as a as a fan, I think at the end of the day all we care about is whether or not we get to see football every Sunday. So, I don't think anyone I don't know if anyone feels strongly about how they're paid or not, but me personally, as long as I still get to, as long as I still get to turn on, turn on the TV every Sunday and watch my team play, I could care less. Uh, moving on, Carolina Panthers fire GM David Gettleman Monday morning, which I thought was a very interesting move as well. This is coming straight from ESPN. The Carolina Panthers have fired general manager Dave Gettleman effective immediately, the team announced Monday. The move comes nine days before the Panthers are scheduled to report to training camp at Wofford College in Spartanburg, South Carolina. The team offered no immediate reason for Gettleman's dismissal. Gettleman parted ways with several of Carolina's all-time best players and wide receiver Steve Smith Sr., running back D'Angelo Williams, and cornerback Josh Norman. William Smith and Norman all responded to Gettleman's dismissal on Twitter. And moving on later to the article, Gettleman's firing comes as two of the team's more prominent players are seeking contract extensions. Linebacker Thomas Davis is in the final year of his contract and was hoping for an extension before the start of training camp. Pro Bowl tight end Greg Olson is also hopeful of an extension, although he has two years left on his deal. And I'm just going to stop there real quick. Again, ESPN does a great job reporting on that situation. Now, I do... The first thing that jumps out to me right away is the reaction from the former players. You see guys like D'Angelo Williams, who on Twitter said, I want to publicly say... Panthers is off my list of teams I won't play for due to the firing of that snake Dave Gettleman. Steve Smith put up a picture of him laughing, saying, It's okay, Dave, I know how you feel. And then you got Josh Norman right after 
just putting up the little eyeball emojis with the little thinking face. Obviously, everyone knows what that means as well. I look at the relationship that Gettleman had with some of these players, and I and for the record, I did not think David Gettleman was necessarily doing a bad job. Maybe someone that's a Panthers fan might feel otherwise, but I never felt like Gettleman was doing a bad job, per se. Um, but I look at the relationship, I, you, you look at the, the venom between the former players and how they feel about Dave Gettleman. You look at them now saying, you look at guys like D'Angelo Williams saying they would consider coming back simply because Dave Gettleman is gone. You look at them referring to him as words like snake. What what really, what I'm trying to figure out is what exactly, obviously the guy did not have the best rapport with the star players. And to me, that's always going to get you out. Now, I haven't, now I've, I've heard this through rumor mill as well, and someone might have to confirm this with me. Apparently, this Greg Olson situation was the straw that broke the camel's back because apparently Olson is buddy-buddy with the owner, Jerry Richardson, and Gettleman not prioritizing re-signing him, even though Greg Olson is not currently a free agent, was, like I said, it was. I guess that was like the last straw. You lost Norman, you lost Smith, you lost D'Angelo Williams. We can't afford to for Greg Olson to go into that to go into that group. Like I said, that that was all rumor mill. That just came from me talking to folks that I know. Someone's gonna have to confirm if that is necessarily true or not. Me personally, I'm just speaking on what I what I've seen so far and what you can what you can prove. And what you can prove is that David Gellman did not have the best relationship with some of these other guys. Dave Gettleman didn't seem to want to shell out big money to anybody or a, or a very select few guys. Dave Gettleman seemed to be more of a money manager than anything else. And for the Panthers to fire him now at this time means something was really wrong. That obviously only folks on the inside are going to know the whole truth. But for them to offer no immediate reason, you you just add up the clues. Panthers fire him with no immediate reason. All the former players... See all the all the ex guys seem to have a very terrible relationship, and they all mention the same kind of they all mention the same sort of beef, which is mentioning him by name. You know, they don't say the Panther. They don't say I hate the Panthers. They say I don't like him. I don't like Gettleman. So obviously something was very wrong there. Now, do I think the Panthers are going to be able to bounce back from this? Sure. I don't think they're going to get sunk. I think this is going to throw a little bit of distraction 
into the first few weeks of training camp or however long until they get this resolved. But as far as, you know, is this something they're going to really suffer from long-term or is Gell- was Gellman some, some big loss? No, I don't think so. I think he's made several questionable roster decisions in the last few years, but that's just me. And that'd be a topic for another time. I just thought, it again, I'm just observing something appeared to be really, really wrong there. And maybe it'll come out later, maybe it won't. Now, before we get out of here, I've got to hand out the capital L of the week to Mike Vick. For those of you that might not have heard, or hopefully you have heard in the news, Mike Vick was recently asked, Mike Vick got on Fox Sports, and they asked him about Colin Kaepernick, and about what, how he feels about the whole situation, and how he can get back in, can he get back into the NFL, and how, and, and how can he go about it, and, and, basically just asked Mike for his thoughts on the situation. What I heard from Mr. Mike Vick was probably one of the dumbest and most disingenuous and I would go as far as to say hypocritical comments I've heard in quite some time. Michael Vick Again, anybody who really wants, if you really want to know what he said, you'll have to go and um, look up the look up the video. It was just from earlier today or yesterday. I can't remember which one, but Michael Vick implied that he started off by saying that Colin Kaepernick should cut his hair to rehab his image, and then went on to say that the reason why he's not on a team is because he hasn't been productive over the last two years. Here's where here's where Mike really, really, really royally screwed up. Number one, the hair thing. Let me address this hair comment for a second. Colin Kaepernick did not commit any crime. And I seem to recall a time, Mr. Mike Vick, when you were trying to get back to the league, when you committed a crime. And he even said, this was, he was speaking from his own experience. Do not put that man and your situa- his situation and your situation and, and try to pass it off like it's the same thing. Because it's not. You, you abused animals. That you abused creatures that couldn't defend themselves. You were in a you were involved in dog fighting. You funded it. You hung dogs from trees. You drowned them. You tortured animals. You committed a crime. Colin Kaepernick took a knee. For you to sit there and compare the two, and so what What? What do you mean, why is it that he has to repair his image? He doesn't have to repair his image. You should not have to repair your image when you didn't do anything wrong. And when I say wrong, I mean illegal or, or against any rules. He didn't violate any, he didn't even violate any NFL rules. 
So for you to compare the two, to me, is, is just completely out of line. And then you went on to say that he has not been productive. Again, I seem to remember a time when you were dealing with this same situation. So let's 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 talk about who wasn't productive, Mr. Mike Vick. Let's let's go back and revisit this for a second. This past year in 12 games Colin Kaepernick through 12 games Colin Ta- Kaepernick was on pace for 3000 for 3000 yards, 21 touchdowns, which would have been a career high. And six interceptions, which would have been a career low. This is basically taking his 12-game stats and projecting them over 16. You, sir, the year before you got suspended for dogfighting, in 16 games, you threw for 2,474 yards, 20 touchdowns, and 13 interceptions. Cap has a better career passing percentage than you, right at around 60%. Yours is more like 55 or 56. Yet, you were still able to come back. So who really was not productive? You were able to come back after committing a felony. You had... You had noticeably, significantly worse passing numbers than Colin Kaepernick did this season yet you were still able to come back at age 31 when you went to go play for the Eagles which is two years older than Colin Kaepernick is right now and you were able to sign a six year 100 million dollar contract yet you had the audacity to say that Colin Kaepernick was not productive. You were able to come back from all that and sign a six-year, $100 million deal at age 31, yet Colin Kaepernick, who is 29 and had better numbers than you, is not productive and he shouldn't be in the league? Come on now. I'm just getting real sick of this lie that people keep telling which is, and somehow we've been able to just keep this going for a year and people just keep on saying it, that Colin Kaepernick is not in the league because he's not a good quarterback. Or that he he just sucks. Michael Vick, look at what happened with Michael Vick and tell me that Colin Kaepernick is not good enough to play in this league right now. I'm getting real sick of y'all saying that crap. Now, I'm not saying that he need that that any team has to sign him. I'm not saying that at all. If you don't want to sign him, you don't want to sign him. But we need to stop lying and tell the damn truth. You don't want to sign the guy because all the other stuff. And that's fine, and that is well within your right to do so. And I like Mike Vick, and I liked what he did for the league, and that cannot be ignored. But at the same time, for him to say that, how dare you say that? How dare you say that? 
you being a quarterback and you having to deal with what you deal with, how dare you say such a thing that Colin Kaepernick isn't productive or wasn't productive and that's why he's in the league. I cannot let him get away with that. And nobody should. And anybody that's agreeing with him on that basis, on that point that he made, and is still going around perpetuating this lie, because that's what we're, that's what it is. It's a lie that Colin Kaepernick is not good, and that's why he's not in the league. To be in the league at all, I'm not saying he needs a six-year, hundred million dollar contract like Vic got, but you're saying. He can get all, Vic can get all that. Colin Kaepernick can't even get a roster spot. I'm normally able to, I'm normally able to listen to differences of opinion, but I'm sorry. If you're still going around saying that crap, you have no argument. There is literally no argument when it comes to Colin Kaepernick shouldn't be in the league because he's, because he can't play. Like I said, all that other stuff, that's fine. You don't gotta sign him for that. You don't, like I said, he doesn't have to. Be, he does not have to be signed. But tell the truth to, behind your reasoning. Tell the truth behind your reasoning. That's 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 just, I I really that really gets to me, and I dare someone to disagree with me on this one. That is absurd, and it's really really absurd that we have allowed this narrative to just keep on going and people just just keep on just over and over again he sucks he's a he's not a good quarterback that's the only reason why or he's or uh, or what is it he's a he's a media distraction that's that's the that's the term that we keep making up to was a to was a media distraction T.O. might have been a better at his position than Colin Kaepernick. I'm not saying that. T.O. was a much better player. That man was a media distraction. There's a lot of media distractions in the NFL right now. Now, T.O. might not have been the best example, but because he is, to me, he's a much better player than Kaepernick, but there's a lot of media, quote-unquote, media distractions in the NFL right in the NFL right now. We're talking about and we're talking about hair. Hair. How many guys have afros? How many guys have cornrows? How many guys have just long hair and unkept beards and all this other stuff? If you don't like the guy, you're not going to change your mind because he gets a buzz cut. That's ridiculous. That's utterly ridiculous. They would say something like that. And Mike Vick had cornrows. What are you talking about? Anyway, I again that that to me, I didn't mean I didn't mean to go off on a tirade or I didn't mean to really rant or sound like um and sound like I'm taking it personally, but it just really, really bothers me when people just continue to spread disingenuous at at best very very disingenuous very biased a really really to me like i said and it really it's it's lies it's just straight up lies that we've been spreading about this this guy Kaepernick all because 
you dis all because we disagree with his his stance or his methods. Say what you want. Feel free to disagree with him, but don't go around telling lies on people. Anyway, that's those have just been the headlines this week. Again, sorry if that one ran. This one probably ran a little bit longer than I wanted it to, but I really just had to get that off my chest because when I saw that, it really just kind of set me off. But Mike Vick, this is by far the easiest L of the week I've ever handed out. So I appreciate you making your comments, and I'm almost and I'm honestly glad I did not release this at my normal time because I would have I'm really glad I got a chance to see some of these headlines and being able to squeeze it into this week's episode so again I appreciate all of you guys listening this has been the Mind of Mike J podcast with the exception of this week new episodes every Monday this has been the Mind of Mike J podcast I will be back next week but in the meantime have a good night I'm signing off